good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the cricket show. It's really good to be back, and as you can see, uh, we're both back here today uh, after a few weeks' uh, break. Uh, Prasan, welcome, and how are you, my friend? Thanks a lot, Bharat. Uh, great to be here. I think it's been a long time coming. Uh, first of all, a very happy new year. I hope uh, everyone's doing well. Um, it's It's been a tough first week, very honestly, with the COVID back and whatnot. But I think uh, sports somehow kept us awake and alive and kicking. And um, hopefully that's the case. How are you doing back in the UK? I can clearly see that you're freezing. <laughs> yeah, you can see I've got my hoodie on today. I can't uh, wear a polo shirt today. Even with the heating on, it's freezing. It's been absolutely freezing this week. You would not believe it. Um, we've not had any snow, but I'm sure that's... Until we get into uh, the third, fourth week, well, third week of February, then it's sort of downhill. But till then, uh, it, it's something that we're supposed to used to. But uh, it seems to be uh, feeling a lot colder each year. I don't know if it's, that's because of my age or because of uh, it is actually colder. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah. Probably uh, because England's, uh, England's been decimated by Australia. You guys are feeling Oh, my cold. goodness me. Uh, we're taking the draw as a victory, a huge uh, <laughs> victory. So uh, it's celebration time here when it's uh, for the uh, cricket fraternity. Uh, but yeah, like you said, uh, good new year. How was yours? Yeah, pretty decent. Uh, we, we sort of caught up, um, you know, family, friends and the extended family. And uh, we had a bit of a party. Um, but yeah, I mean, in COVID times, you can't do much. So it was it was a very, um, it wasn't a party of uh, large scale. Uh, just uh, had had a bit of a potluck and that's about it. So, yeah. yeah. And the weather makes a big difference. I mean, here, obviously, you, you're probably reading all the news about the COVID and what have you. So we kept it low key here. We were going to go away for New Year's Eve, but it cancelled everything. Uh, but like you say, sports is keeping us going in one form or another. And there's lots of sport, as always. But this is all about cricket. And um, I mean, I don't know how what to say. I mean, I was so thrilled after the first Test victory. And, you know, I thought, you know, this is going to be a good series, comfortable series to watch. You know, South Africans, yeah, decent team. But the way we beat them, the way we controlled them. Um, there's lots to talk about after the second test. What's your thoughts? Where did it go wrong? Yeah, I think, um, you know, both of us, um, um, you know, we sort of discussed the last time around that this would probably be a very, very good test for the Indian players, uh, especially given that the South African bowlers were going to come in full steam and they were playing the best 11 uh, in some sense. And, you know, this is this is a team without even Andrik Nokia inside. So, I think South Africa have done a fabulous job of, uh, you know, getting those getting to a stage wherein they're challenging the Indian batters because uh, that's not something that's happened over a long period of time, um, especially given the fact that uh, the Indian team is obviously one of the biggest right now. We made the World Test Championship final. Of course, we did lose to New Zealand, but um, that's probably something that we have to take in our stride. Uh, but I, I think it was clearly a lack of application by the batters. Um, uh, in fact, Rahul Dravid did even mention in the uh, post-match press conference that um, it was a case of the batters being unable to convert their starts into big knocks. Uh, when, when you have batters who get 50s, not scoring 100s, especially in a format such as Test cricket, uh, it gets really hard for the bowlers to really um, put up a good show because they don't have much to bat with uh, to battle with. So, um, I, I think it was a case of the batters not doing enough, um, although they did get starts. Uh, Pujara Rahane, of course, uh, probably saved their careers yet again with half centuries. Otherwise, well. I'd have been probably shown the door. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think a lot to talk about on that front and, and specifically in terms of the batting because I think the bowling was phenomenal. Um, clearly, we did miss Mohamed Siraj in the final innings because I think if he were there, um, you know, that would have probably made the difference because he brings in that Virat Kohli brand of cricket to, uh, uh, to the bowling unit. And I think we clearly missed that aggression. Um, probably the fact that South Africa already had their noses ahead ahead of um, you know the final day, but then again, I really think the aggression was missing and that played a major role in the loss. Well, it's one of, and we will talk about um, the middle order and all the questions uh, around that have been raised, and they've been there for a while now. But you talk about the aggression and the mentality that Virat's brought into this team, and one of the questions that was raised <laughs> is that um, should we have gone for the win, because we know we're one nil up. We're playing away in South Africa. It's one of these barriers that we've got to cross. Do you think that was the right mindset to go for that win and go for those aggressive runs and aggressive shots? And, and instead of, you know, in football, you have game management. If you're winning 1-0 with 10 minutes, you try to play the game out and try and use as much of the time as possible. Reduce the percentage chance of the other team winning. Whereas I think it's Virat Kohli's team and they're still playing that way. Do you think that was the right way? Even with the new coach, who we know is a steady and uh, conservative coach, let's say. Um, I I genuinely don't think there was much of aggression, especially in our second innings. I think apart from the way Shardul Thakur batted, uh, that's pretty much the brand of cricket we've seen. Uh, the only other person who's probably as as aggressive or probably a little bit more is Rishabh Pant. Uh, and we all know which direction he took. Um, he tried, uh, you know, running down the track to Rabada, edge the ball, and. Uh, all of that, I think, played a major role in why we didn't get those extra 30-40 runs that could have actually made the difference. Um, in my opinion, I, I I think eventually we did go looking for runs. Um, of course, given the fact that uh, Pujara and Rahani had to play a major part because, you know, the top order didn't contribute. Uh, if not for them, you know, uh, I mean, very honestly, credit where it's due. You know, Rahani and Pujara have been lacking in terms of runs. But um, in that particular second innings, you know, they, they were the ones who scored the half century and... Uh, put up an important partnership that actually kept us in the game. So, um, uh, obviously, the lower, order, the lower order couldn't contribute much. Uh, but then again, you know, if, if, if the batters don't contribute early on, then oh, you, can't. Uh, you can't really expect much from the bowlers. And uh, it was a case of our batsmen scoring far too less. I think, um, you know, the fact that they didn't convert the starts uh, that they got into big knocks, you know, I mean, obviously, Shardul Thakur, you can't expect that from him. But if you look at the case of someone like Hanuma Vihari, uh, he played very, very well until the end, you know, scoring 40 and uh, making sure he was not out. And maybe if he had got a little bit of support, uh, even from someone like Rahane, Pujara, Ashwin, for that matter of fact, uh, we could have probably put in those 40-50 runs more. But that wasn't the case and eventually it was a little too less to keep the South Africans from getting target. I mean, when when I was watching the game, because obviously the time difference and work and what have you, but the, the comms were saying that a score over... Um, a lead of over 200 will be tough for the uh, South Africans. And we were well over that in a way, you know, comfortably over that. And um, But it is, you know, with that sort of time left, South Africa did have time on the side, even with the rain break. Um, and my feeling was that, you know, we should have been thinking about seeing if we can take out more time while we were batting. And yeah, you can, we'll talk about Resub and all the sort of, brickbacks he's getting unfairly in my view and I'm laying my cards out early because we've talked about this before um, I just felt that you know it, it seems to be that for as many you know often as possible we're going for a win and not playing out the game and that's you know taking time out of the game 
And uh, I felt that we, we missed that opportunity, especially being 1-0. But I can understand if we're 1-0 down, your series was still 0-0. Um, but the Wanderers is not known for, you know, it's known for drawn matches as well. And when you, I, I don't know if that's coming from KL being, wanting to replicate his uh, uh, captain or, or uh, Virat still had that influence over the team in the sense that, you know, go for the kill boys, we, we can um, win this game. Yeah, I mean, I I, th I think the the batters got out at un at untimely moments. Uh, very honestly, I I think they could have carried on. Um, if even two of them had maybe scored thirty runs more, um, you know, it, it wasn't like all of them got out attacking shots anyway. Um, a couple of them did, but at the end of the day, obviously in Test cricket, you can't play out uh, an entire couple of days by just uh, defending the ball or tending the bowling attack. Um, in fact, I think the ball did a lot more for the South African bowlers than it did for us. I think it was probably a combination of uh, you know how tall they are, uh, the fact that they use their height to good effect, and of course they're all express pacers. You know, uh, Rabada, Ingidi, Marco Janssen isn't as quick, but uh, he obviously is uh, a towering height. You know, and, and the fact that he um, got a lot of bounce uh, even later on, I think the pitch ple uh, probably spit a couple of uh, uh, spit its poison and sort of played a little bit of uh, a demon act as well. Uh, the fact that we didn't get much assistance while we were bowling. Um, Again, I, I felt we had uh, we had our noses ahead in in the fact that you know if early on in the day we had got Dean Elgar out and you know sort of exposed that low middle order, we could have made inroads. But I think Elgar played a fabulous knock for him did. to stay until the end, uh, score that ninety six, and you know take his team across the line. I think he's a perfect example of how a captain should lead from the front, and he's doing that for South African cricket. And um, the fact that, you know, it's their first win and it, it came uh, courtesy of their captain, I think, is a is a wonder, wonderful story on its own. Uh, but again, I, I I feel, you know, even while we were bowling in the second inning, we bowled a little too full. We gave away too many extras, uh, too many five wides as well. And overall, it, it wasn't uh, a great exhibition of bowling. Um, and I think that all stemmed from the fact that I think, you know, before they stepped onto the field, they thought they lost the match already, uh, given that they, South Africa hadn't lost too many wickets. Um, and eventually, it was a case of far little and uh, far too late. Yeah, well, it was. And you can't take away uh, the win from South Africa. And like you said, Dino Guy, he took a few blows as well. Um, brilliant captain's innings. Um, let's talk about the middle order. And uh, going into the second test, and obviously <laughs> before the series, there was talk about uh, Rouhani and Pujara. They didn't have the best first test either. Um, is it a sort of um, a foregone conclusion? You never change a winning team. I mean, the force change was because of Virat uh, 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 not being able to play. Vihari came in. But uh, is it, you know, you don't look at the form, you just look at the result and you go with the team that won that? Uh, are, you, are you saying Virat should... Uh, replay someone specific? No, I was I was thinking about Rahane and Pujara still being in the second te uh, in the second test, even despite not having the best first test, and there were questions over both of them in the first uh, before the series, and even being in the squad, uh, we had the likes of Vihari, we had the likes of Shreyas in the team as well, um, and I'm thinking that is it just a mindset that if you win, you continue with the team, you don't look at the conditions, you don't look at the form. Yeah, you know, what's very interesting is actually um, the way Rahul Dravid actually put this across, uh, you know, in the post-match PC. Um, he, he sort of mentioned that, you know, the young players will have to wait for their chances. Uh, even the guys who have come into the side had to bide their time on the benches. You know, it's not like they were uh, inducted into the eleven directly. 
um, they had to wait for their chance and once they did they're actually making the most of it and i for one think rahani was pretty okay in the first test um, he did score i think of 48 and a 20 a quick quick 20 if i'm not wrong um and even later on he sort of uh, you know in the second test obviously he scored that important 50 so um he's done fairly enough uh, i think it's only about converting those starts um you know for all the conversations we've had first in australia then in england uh, i mean against england and uh, new zealand and now against um, you know the, this uh, south african side that's pretty strong if they haven't dropped pujara and rahane so far they won't be dropped going forward you know except for that one case where rahane had a niggle and i, I think we all know what that means mm-hmm. um, I, i think they're still backing these two seniors to come good um, and once kohli comes comes back to the side for the third test i think it'll certainly be at bihari's expense um, because he's someone who's unfortunately had to take the fall a lot of the time other times because of the senior players who are in this side so um unless they're okay to bench someone like pujara rahane which i don't think will be the case after their 50s in the second test uh vihari is certainly going to take the fall again to get uh, kohli back in the side i mean if anybody is in uh under pressure i would say rahane or de- uh, ahead of pujara um but uh, like you say you know i i really feel for hanuman vihari i mean he never gets to play at home and then he, he, like you say uh, pujara and rahane came up with a 40 and a 50 but so did uh, uh vihari and yeah he'll be dropped but obviously if you're faced against a choice between vihari and kohli there's only <coughs> one winner in that one um let's get to the other middle order batsman we have to call him middle order batsman rishabh pant he's we're playing with uh, you know him as a proper batsman and wicketkeeper and he took a lot of flack but we knew this was coming uh we said in the australia series after that incredible innings that he will have the off day where will his shots will raise criticism of him and he got it uh which in my opinion was not fair um he is uh, the way he is and i don't want him to change um what are your feelings on the shot that got him out? was it a three ball duck or something like that Yeah, it was a second ball duck, and uh, I act. Uh, yeah, third third ball duck. Sorry, he played out the first two balls, and it was third duck, a third ball duck. Um, I think I have a lot of things to say about that. Firstly, I I, I genuinely think, and and it's a good thing, you know, it's it's honestly a good thing that Pant plays that uh, five brand uh, type of cricket, and uh, I I think a major reason of why he gets away with that is because that is very unique to Indian cricket. Uh, you don't see anyone else playing that form of cricket. You even not even Rohit Sharma, not even KL Rahul. um they play a lot of uh, you know defensive strokes and you know probably once in seven eight balls they go for the big shot uh, but rishabh pant's completely the opposite you know probably once in six six seven balls he plays the defensive stroke and um the only the only uh, issue that i had with that particular shot he played against rabada was it came at a time when i think we had a lead of just about 140 runs i think it was about 160 something um, uh, at, at the time when he got out um at that stage i think we certainly needed a lot more runs to challenge south africa of course in hindsight you know uh, i mean at that point in time a lot of people thought 200 250 would, would have been enough uh, but it's south africa in south africa you know they know their conditions their batters aren't uh, you know school kids you know they're obviously back to come good so that was my only issue with that shot that pant played is that he didn't get time to settle in of course test cricket is such that you're always going to have a large space of the field open and uh, you know you can feel free to play your shots um, but that particular shot that pant played i think came at an uh, at a time when india needed the runs and the fact that it was only ashwin 
Shardul Thakur and the bowlers to follow. And you obviously don't have that insurance of runs. And I think that's that's the only issue that I saw was the fact that he could have used his temperament a little bit better at that point in time. Otherwise, it's totally okay, you know, because you need that that type of cricket as well. You know, if you have everyone who's playing defensive strokes, if you have everyone who's playing, you know, let's say if you're scoring 30 out of 70 balls, uh, that's a type of cricket that you play. And the other type is the one Rishabh Pant plays, where he scores 100, 120 uh, strike rates. So, that was my only problem with that particular shot is that it came at a time when India needed runs, but he got out. And I think Rahul Dravid mentioned the same thing is that Pant will need to choose his shots a little bit more wisely because he doesn't need to change as a player. The only thing he needs to change is his mindset and he needs to make better decisions as to when to go for the big shots. I mean, um, um, I, I read an article <laughs> by Shashwati Chisley on this call and he linked it to, um, I think, uh, asking Verstappen and Hamilton to drive on the left-hand side. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, he, he, I think he's getting influenced by your love of F1 there. So I'll have to have a word with Shashwati when he's back on that, you know, you, you don't want to go down that route. Um but, uh, you know, the analogy of telling a player to change the way he plays, and we know that Rishabh doesn't look at this match situation. He plays his game, and that's why I love him. And like you said, it's not a player that we've got um, abundance of in terms of the aggressiveness and um, attacking player who can change a game on his day, and he's, th he's done it in Australia. It was because of him we won that test match and the way he played. And uh, I think it's unfair in terms of the criticism because when you've got a player like this, You'll have to take the bad shots in your stride. It's it's just not worked. Um, and I think it's unfair on the young man. He's still young and um, learning. Um, but I hope he doesn't change. I hope this criticism and, and Rahul, uh, Rahul Javid's uh, you know, comments and doesn't change the way he plays. That's my feeling. Yeah, the, the only the only problem I have there is, I mean, obviously he's young and uh, he's certainly going to learn, you know. It, it's not like he's 40 years old and, you know, there's obviously not not a lot of cricket left in him. Uh, but 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 let's face the facts, you know, he's played over 25 test matches, he's played about 45, 40, 45 ODIs. Uh, he's played a fair few, uh, sorry, he's played 40, 45 test matches, uh, T20Is, he's played more than 15, 20 ODIs. But the whole point is, I think at this point, he needs to get a little bit more mature about when to play the shots. Of course, he has the talent, but the whole, the whole, you know, essence of Test cricket is the fact that you need to know when to play your shots. Because even in even in the case of today's Ashes, you know, we know Stuart Broad can play the big shots, but you know, the fact is he actually stuck on. And even the, in the case of Johnny Besto, he stuck on, and uh, he could have played his shots, but he didn't. And I, I think at that point in time. Rishabh Pant should have tried to score about 15-20 runs and then gone for the big shots because then that would have given us that cushion of a few extra runs and that didn't happen. And I think that's the reason why Ashwin had to come in early, Shardul had to come in early uh, and eventually we did fold uh, for, for, that, uh, for that total that we did. And if he had scored those 15-20 extra runs by staying a little bit more patient, taking his time, I think it would have made the difference. Of course, in hindsight, it's easy to say, but... I feel he just needs to build a little bit more of a temperament to understand when to play those shots because he certainly has the talent. It's just about trying to channel it at the right time and channel it in the right direction. But I also think you referenced the Ashes test today. It's different when you're going for a draw and you're trying to force a win in a way. I think the mindset's different as well. So, yeah, I just hope he doesn't... For me, I can understand people getting angry at the shot because that's 
the end of the it's because of the result more than anything. Yeah, if we'd true. won, there wouldn't have been any comments around. Uh, the, well, there would have been a few comments. You know, there was a rush on. We got away with it, but I think it was because of the result. And I don't think we lost the test match because of that one shot or that brief uh, three ball innings. Um, and um, uh, I, I sort of agree that uh, with Chesswood, I think conclusion was that let the man play. He will um, have bad days, but uh, it's not because of him that we lost this particular test. But again, uh, another test under, Vir well, sort of Virat's regime that there was a result. It's something that he looks for in test cricket. And uh, we've had three results in the Ashes. Obviously, today was a, a victory for England, a moral victory in getting a draw. This, but, this is my favourite one. <laughs> uh, but the, but I wanted to talk about, you know, um, obviously losing the first three test matches here, there's been a lot of talk about test cricket and the uh, the poor form of the England team, and uh, the, especially the batting. And uh, when you're looking at uh, Stuart Broad and Anderson, let's face it, they're not young men. Um, that You're probably looking, well, definitely last uh, series uh, against Australia. And uh, the future of test cricket. And I know Virat... And Ravi were passionate, and I'm sure Ravul is really passionate about Test cricket. But here, the talk was of um, the future of Test cricket. And uh, despite having these result oriented um, games, you know, we've seen a lot of victories, setting up the World Test Championship. And what do you think is the future of Test cricket? I mean, in India, even when we play at home, we know it's a foregone conclusion pretty much. Uh, there's not a team that really challenges and at home. Um, away victories are rare, but we'll talk about Bangladesh as well somewhere along the line. What are your thoughts on the future of Test cricket? Because when you look at it at the moment, there's probably only Australia and New Zealand at home, but with the caveat about the current series, and us at home and possibly away now as well. But apart from that, it's the it's not very competitive. It's not going to attract the crowds, which is what end of the day the boards are looking for. Yeah, I I, I completely agree with you. I think um, you know apart from when the big uh, big three, probably the big four now are playing in India, Australia, England, and New Zealand. Um, there isn't much of interest when the other teams are playing. For example, I think when West Indies play a Test series, I don't think a lot of people are as invested as you know probably when the other four are playing. But uh, what's happened in the last one month, I think, is very, very special for Test cricket. The fact that uh, you know India won in Centurion, uh, New Z Bangladesh pulled off a heist against New Zealand, um, England managed to finally, like uh, to put it in your words, uh, pull off a victory with a draw against Australia. I think a lot of good things have happened in Test cricket that uh, people are starting to take note of. Um, of course, Test cricket in England might be might be sort of uh, at a stage where it needs to find some uh, form of life. Um, you know, with England not being able to win at home, win away, win in the backyard, win in video games, win anywhere. I, I think it's looking very bleak for England. But um, otherwise, uh, the whole point of Test cricket, I think, um, with, with uh, teams coming and winning, especially, I think, uh, the torchbearer in some sense, I think, for Test cricket this year will be how Bangladesh played. Uh, of course, they were outplayed today in the sec in the first day of the second test, but that's always going to happen. And when you have such results in test cricket, you know you're always going to be invested in the game, and uh, that's what that's what test cricket does. You know, it's, it's very very unpredictable. In in T20 cricket, I think halfway through the second innings, you know what's going to happen unless it's a very close game. But in test cricket, you never know because, especially in today's Ashes game, you know once once Ben Stokes and once Johnny Besto got out. Uh, you you felt you know you immediately felt Australia going to clean out the tail, but that wasn't the case 
Jack Leach and Stuart Broad played out a fantastic little partnership. Uh, Jimmy Anderson came out and blocked six balls, um, you know, that probably defined the whole uh, test match as well. So, I think test cricket is alive. Test cricket is kicking. I think um, it's a great start to the year for test cricket. It, it is, but I think it's for us passionate followers of test cricket. But that doesn't... Um bring the money in as it were i mean um yeah. if there was a, a test match at the chinaswami would five days be sold out i mean i remember the days at the wankadi and eden gardens and all five days would be sold out um and we see it in england it's when uh, england play australia uh, that doesn't happen every year and you yeah. see it in the way that uh, the uh, four-day format here <coughs> is set up it's like bookended it's not prioritized mm-hmm. the priority is the red bull uh, white ball cricket which brings the money in and that's why, I mean, the, the example is Quinton de Kock, straight after that uh, first test, yeah. saying, you know, he's retiring from test cricket. Uh, he's just going to play white ball cricket. And there's plenty of other examples of that. And, um, you know, while Virat and we love uh, test cricket, uh, and it's just a feeling here that the uh, board here, the ECB, is um, banking on the future, not looking very good for test cricket. And that's why they're putting in their priority in white ball cricket, especially with 100 now being launched. So when you see young people, young fans, children going to the game, they're seeing the white ball you know, sort of yep. version. And it's going to be hard to get them to change to five-day cricket. Um, do you see any sort of an inkling that that's happening back home? Absolutely. Um, I, I definitely concur with that because uh, to give you an example, I actually have a very dear friend of mine um, and his brother recently took up took up, uh, took up cricket and uh, you know he's just about 14 years old and I was having a conversation with him the other day and I was like, um, uh, listen Carl, like, w- w- what do you want to do You know, once you grow up? Uh, where are you going with cricket? You know, He said a very simple thing that, that made me think a lot and he said, I want to play for RCB and I, th- I think that was the moment which, which sort of made me realize that I think there's a lot of white ball cricket happening in India that's probably killing the sport. Um, and I think that's also sort of percolating uh, to all of the countries because like you mentioned, the hundreds there. Um, and, you know, obviously, I think we all know that the county championships and the T20 blast and all of that happens in happens along with the, you know, red ball cricket that happens in England. Australia obviously have the Big Bash League and all their other competitions. Each and every country is now being forced to come up with the T20 League because of how popular T20 cricket has become. And now with the investment made into the T10 League, you know, even that's becoming big. And now no one really has the patience to sit and watch Test cricket. I mean, I I, I don't think we can find five people who are going to sit and watch five days of Test cricket, you know, despite what's happened in uh, over the last one month. And... I think gradually the commercialism of cricket is something that's affecting uh, test cricket. Of course, uh, you don't have, I mean, obviously you don't have that money coming from test cricket because people don't have the patience now. They want to see three hours of cricket. They want to see one hour of cricket. Just know the result of the match and, you know, just finish off with that. They they don't want to watch, they don't want to wait for five days of cricket to finish. So nowadays kids are coming in, coming in from this mold where, you know, they, they just want to play the limited overs formats of the game. Uh, they don't want to play too much of test cricket. They want to play the IPL because that's where all the eyeballs are. Um, you know, people, they feel people aren't watching too much of test cricket. So, I don't see it improving, unfortunately, because of how popular limited overs cricket has become. And I think moving forward, that's certainly going to be the case as well, you know, because uh, there aren't too many consumers of test cricket as there are for T20 and obviously the even shorter format now of T10 cricket. So, Unfortunately, I think that's something that's seeing the decline of Test cricket. But then again, there is still light at the end of the tunnel with the way the Test matches have panned out this month and a lot more people are talking about it. So, 
I hope there is a slight resurgence of test cricket, but I don't think that will come at the expense of white ball cricket because white ball cricket certainly going to be the priority moving forward. Do you ever see a situation where an Indian international says, I, I just want to play white ball cricket? I mean, obviously, when they get to a certain stage and certain <laughs> stature, they can make that choice. But let's just um, uh, just play devil's advocate. And Hadik Pandya says, I don't want to play test cricket. Or Shadul Thakul says, I don't want to play test cricket. Because of being all-rounders, the pressure is a lot more on them. The stress is a lot more on them. Do you think there will be a situation? Think, but, already there. But, but that's already... possibly down to injuries and what have you. But I'm just thinking, you know, here we have quite a few. on the cock is one recent example. But we've had it here in England. Adil Rashid, he would have walked into the test team. But, you know, deciding on... And he gets selected for the white ball game. But you don't see it in Indian cricket. And, and I'm thinking, is it because of the control of the board that if you decide to not to play red ball cricket, you're not going to play white ball cricket, no matter who you are, unless you're a, a statue of Virat or MS or that level of that level. I think it's going to come to a stage where we have too many cricketers playing uh, cricket for India. I think because of the IPL, uh, a lot of new talent is coming in. In fact, if we look at the ODI squad, you know, Venkatesh Iyer, uh, Surya, you know, Shikhar Dhawan's going to be making his comeback as well. So. We've got a lot of cricketers waiting in the wing. So, I won't be surprised if, you know, in two years' time, uh, the test team is completely di uh, different from what we have in the limited over setup. Of course, uh, the big names like, you know, Rohit Sharma, Virat Kohli, uh, Jaspreet Bumrah are going to be playing all formats. But I think what's happened right now, especially the dialogue between BCCI and Virat Kohli, which till date is obviously still unclear, is I think Kohli has decided to prioritize test cricket. He's going to play all the test cricket that's available, but he's probably going to pick and choose the T20 tournaments that, that he's going to play. Of course, he will play the World Cups, but apart from that, in terms of the bilaterals, I think he's certainly going to pick and choose because he's now prioritizing family. And what test cricket does is it gives you the time to relax. You know, obviously, in terms of uh, the demands, you have five days of cricket, you know how to play out your sport. So, I won't be surprised if I actually see, you know, five, six players of the test team not playing T20s or ODIs. Uh, and, the, and the other way around as well, you know, the five, six members of the T20 side not playing test matches. So, I won't be surprised to see two separate teams altogether because now with Rohit Sharma taking care of white ball cricket um, and Virat Kohli taking care of red ball cricket, uh, it's already, we're already seeing a divide in Indian, uh, in Indian cricket. So, uh, I won't be surprised. I think it's, it's also something that we might need uh, might need to get warmed up too. Um, and if it happens, I, I'm, I'm not really complaining because we have so much of talent coming in from the IPL, coming in from the domestic tournaments like the Vijay Zare, Saeed Mushtaq Ali, that we can certainly afford to have a white ball team and a red ball team. And England cricket is doing that fabulously well. And I don't see why we can't do that in Indian cricket as well. Well, I'm not sure England's doing it fabulously. If you look at the yeah, comments they've right had now. about the uh, test test team, um, it's 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 it coming for a lot of criticism and more the board actually the way that they've managed uh, red ball cricket over the past uh, three four years. Prioritizing, I'm just hoping it doesn't uh, India doesn't go the wrong uh, the same way and you still have the big names because let's face it, the big names who usually make the headlines are from white ball cricket. Um, yeah. But, you know, you want them to be a part of the test team as well, you know, play the full game. And we don't want to go down, down the route of Sri Lanka. West Indies is the first example of a big nation going down uh, to white ball cricket, losing the big stars uh, from the test, test team. Uh, but we, I mean, we'll see how that pans out, obviously, with the World Test Championship. Hopefully that'll generate a bit of interest. But we've got to look forward to, in a way, the third test match, which starts in a couple of days. 
and you've mentioned that you'd go with the same team uh, in, in the sense that um, Virat will come in for um, Hanuman. Um, and there were talk, a little bit of uh, conversation and chatter about Virat's form as well, um, in the sense that he's not a big knock for 20-plus innings or 20-plus matches. Um, and it is, you know, surprising when you look at it. I, I didn't know that until some, you know, read a couple of things. But um, is the form of the middle order still a concern going into that last test if we're not going to change uh, Rahane Pujara and Virat's coming in? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it certainly is because if, if you're not playing enough cricket, then, uh, I mean, if you're playing enough cricket and you aren't scoring enough runs, then that certainly is an issue for any uh, any team. And um, I, I think the three of them are certainly going to have all eyes on them. Uh, in fact, given given that Kohli will be playing the test, um, you know, on his daughter's birthday, uh, a lot will be expected of him and how he performs on the day. Uh, a lot has been spoken about his 100th test as well. Uh, a lot of a lot of achievements for Kohli to actually look forward to. Um, you know, he's uh, he's been the torchbearer of Indian cricket, and you know, obviously, him not scoring a century in two years and many tests is obviously not a not a great sign. Uh, he'll be really itching to perform. I think um, you know, given the fact that he uh, he is someone who takes pride in his performances, he's someone who brings aggression to the table. He will want to perform, and for Rahane and Pujara, it'll be about silencing the critics. I think because. Over the last three, four tours, all they've had to do is uh, use the term, uh, you know, outside noise extensively. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the media is creating it, all the fans are creating it. We don't feel it on the inside. I, I think all of that is is a little bit of um, is too much for us to take. In fact, it, it's something I'm, I'm sure they are feeling the pressure of it. Uh, and the, if the 50, if anything, would have just eased those pressure, eased that pressure a little. But uh, they will need to perform because they are one among. Uh, a billion people who want to play the sport and they are playing in the 11. So, they will need to perform and with all eyes on them, I think, and the series sort of on the line as well, they certainly need to perform. Yeah, I don't think they can avoid the outside uh, noise. Uh, back in the day, all you did, had to do is avoid the newspaper, the hard print, but now with social media and online, there's no way they could avoid uh, <laughs> uh, the noise as it were. Um, how do you think KL did in his first test as captain? Um, I, I think the best thing about Rahul was that, you know, he he sort of didn't allow the pressure of captaincy to get to him in terms of his batting. Um, otherwise, I think in terms of the bowling changes, I think he could have he could have tried to do a little better. Um, and with the fielding placements, I think a couple of times there, there, there wasn't like a, you know, there weren't a couple of slips. Um, uh, he could have had maybe one fielder on the outfield. Uh, a, a lot of things that he could have changed, but it might not have worked. But in terms of purely his batting, um, of course, in the first innings, he, he did score well. Uh, second innings, he, he again got a little bit of a start, but then didn't convert it. So, overall, I think it, it's a, uh, it was a pretty decent um, start. Unfortunately, of course, like we did mention at the start of the show, the batters didn't convert their knocks into big, uh, big scores. Otherwise, I think we would have seen an entirely different storyline altogether and uh, a fairy tale start for uh, KL Rahul as captain. But... Otherwise, his captaincy debut, I think, was fairly okay. Um, not too much to pick on. And I'm sure uh, when given more opportunities, he'll, he'll learn over time. And obviously, he's going to be Virat's deputy as well. So, he's got a lot to learn. Well, he's going to get a few more opportunities in the ODI series. And uh, we had the ODI squad um, selected um, for the South Africa three ODIs there. When do you start building a team for the 2023 World Cup? We're in 2022. When do you start building a team? 
Uh, I, I think we to start building it right away because, so uh, it, you know... This you, is my question, that if we're going to start, because that, that would be my thought as well, that you start building now. So if you're going to start building now, why would you pick the likes of uh, Jahal, Shekhar Dewan, just to name a two? I don't want to pick on those two. There's a couple of names, Ashwin, <laughs> um, I'll add just for the sake of it. I, I, think, I think they certainly deserve their chances, you know. Um, obviously, players do have their bad uh, bad moments or bad times in the in Premier tournaments like the IPL and of course a couple of bilateral series as well. But let's face it, you know, Shikhar Dhawan was the leading run scorer in the IPL. Um, Ashwin did fabulously well for the Delhi Capitals, and he's he's actually turned over a new leaf with the way he's performing um, abroad and in India. Yeah, no, I, I, was, I was I was just I was just gonna say, do you see them playing in twenty twenty three World Cup? Because it'll be at the back end twenty twenty three. Um yeah, I mean I I definitely don't see Ashwin playing really because um I, I haven't been uh, a very big advocate of his inclusion in the limited over setup. Um but I think he's done really well for himself, you know. The fact that he's he's bowled extremely well for the De- Delhi Capitals. Uh he's done well in the limited opportunities he's got in recent times. Um, and Shikhar Dhawan, I think, looks in great form. Uh, you know, he's he's his he's been as good as he's been uh, at the top of the order. Uh, unfortunately, you know, his performances in the IPL have been overshadowed by uh, guys who have been picked in the Indian team and are performing in the IPL, like Rutraj Gaikwad, Nitish Rana, Venkatesh Iyer, and to, to name a few. Uh, but with KL Rahul and Rohit Sharma opening, you know, I, I'm not sure how they're going to fit that into the equation because. If they're looking at Shikhar Dhawan again in the side, that means KL Rahul will have to, you know, go down to number four or maybe even lower. So uh, it's going to be an interesting series because I'm not sure how they're going to fit Shikhar Dhawan in the scheme of things and look at him as a probable player in that squad for the 2023 World Cup. Um, but I genuinely think uh, he should get his opportunities because he's someone who I really, really enjoy watching him. Oh play. no, there's no if, doubt about. If he's in form, then you know yeah. why not. No, there's no question about his form, his talent, what he does for the Indian team. I'm just thinking that, you know, if you're going to build, start building a team for 2023 World Cup, it's going to be in our backyard. There'll be a yeah. lot of pressure. Um, and I'm thinking that give some of the young kids a go. Although it's South African conditions, it's going to be tough. It'll be a, a learning. And there's nothing really riding on these ODI. So if Shekhar comes and hits 100, do you think, you know, is he going to be there in India in 2023 when he's, what, 37, 38, something like that? Ashwin's going to be a similar age. And I'm just thinking that, you know, start building. I mean, T20 World Cup will, is this year, so we need to see what yeah. the 14 we're likely to take to um, Australia. I just feel that, you know, sometimes we, we don't plan, um, but there's better brains than me in the BCCI selection uh, committee so I'm, I'm assuming they've got their reasons and their planning in place for 2023 well i certainly hope <laughs> they've got plans in place for 2022 but we'll see i was just a little bit surprised but the, the other one obviously is um seeing virat as a regular member of the team um that's been a while since we've seen that and um i don't know uh he's a big enough person to take that on board and still play because we know he's extremely patriotic loves the uh, country and he'll do that but it's just not seeing the c next to his name a little bit sad yeah it's, it's gonna feel very different you know to to have a world cup where Kohli is not captain after having him for so many years uh but you know the unfortunate part of that is not that he's not captain but it, it's about how the whole issue has has you know surfaced you know with uh with lack of clarity uh with a very very um 
a very very prolonged cat and mouse story going on um, i i think kohli again you know he takes pride in his cricket he takes pride in the indian team uh, i hope you know the whole fact of him being relieved from captaincy changes him as a player because we really need those runs from our premier batter you know he's someone who's um, carried the team with uh, his performances with the bat and unfortunately that's not something that we've seen in recent times uh, he's failed to score um, he's looked very patchy you know he again he's someone who's got starts but he's not converted them uh, and you know the whole episode is something that's that's um, that's sort of affected the whole of the indian cricket fraternity uh, not just the team but uh, the fans you know the stakeholders and everyone who's involved because we still don't have a clear answer about uh, yeah. you know where the whole um, issue stands you know if it was kohli's decision if it was ganguly's if it was a selector so until we get that i think we're all going to be at on the fence uh, uh, you know with with respect to the whole issue but um, again you know it, it's it's a world cup i think kohli loves big situations he's someone who thrives in those moments and uh, hopefully we see the best of him in this um, upcoming world cup yeah absolutely um but it's just uh, like you said it's probably not the actual fact that he's not alone captain is how it happened but it's still uh sad not to see him leading but um all the best for KL in his debut and also for uh just bit as vice captain that's yeah. a nice little feather in the cap for a bowler yeah i mean uh, he he's done so much for indian cricket that i think he really deserves it uh, you know he's he, I wasn't I, expecting it I I I genuinely don't think there's anyone else who would have got it because Shikhar Dhawan's just you know sort of making his comeback into the side. Um, Rishabh in the team. What is that? Rishabh. I I think Rishabh Pant is more of a uh, a long term project. Um, he's certainly going to be captain someday. Uh, and I I I probably think um, they want to give Bumrah that sort of a responsibility because. Uh, I I think you can you can see how much he loves leading the bowling unit, you know, and he's someone who's who's always there for the bowlers. He's he's a very thinking player. So I think they see that potential in Bumrah, the fact that he can actually lead the side and not just the bowling unit. And to have someone like him, who's always a very jolly chap, uh, someone who takes a, a lot of fun in playing the game, I think I think that combination is going to be really good. And he's someone who obviously has a lot of titles under his belt as well. And uh to have that sort of experience to have that sort of uh, responsibility on on someone who's performed really well for us i think he's really earned it and rishabh pant's time will come you know he's still 24 he has a lot of cricket left in him and um he'll probably be less than 2 years when before he's named vice captain so i think bumrah <laughs> should just enjoy this time uh you know he's he's really deserved it for everything he's done for indian cricket two years time i was uh, i'm hoping um he he becomes captain rather than vice captain but we'll see we'll <laughs> see um let's move to the future in the last quarter well last 10 15 minutes of the show and uh, we know the indian uh, cricket scene the future's bright longest is nurtured well and uh, start with the under 19 world cup uh, team uh, on the back of a brilliant asia cup win um um and a lot of talent there and we as always i mean i think we've won pretty much every single asian cup uh, bar one or something i don't know what happened uh, yeah. a couple of, uh, a few years ago and we again go into the world cup as favorites um and i really enjoyed watching i watched the final and uh, again a lot of talent coming through there Yeah, I'll be very honest with you. I didn't watch a single game of that tournament. Um, I don't really know what kept me occupied at that time, but uh, I, I certainly didn't watch a single game. But I did follow all of them, um, 
you know, with uh, with the scorecards and all of that. And it's great to see that the batting unit is putting up such a good show, you know, with four of the five bat- batters in the top five um, run getters. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't know what, what the what the issue is, but uh, we did lose the only match that we did to Pakistan. Pakistan. It was a close um, game. I think it went to the last yeah, ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a close game, but, you know, eventually we did, um, we did fall short. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the talent in India is absolutely limitless, you know, with uh, with so many states being, um, you know, invested uh, in the game now. I think uh, facilities are improving across the country, not just in the metropolitan cities right, cities right now. Uh, so we're seeing talents coming in from all parts of the country. And that's great to see, you know, um, because if, it, I mean, this, this lot of youngsters, once they play the Under-19 World Cup, you know that they're next going to go to the go to the IPL, where you know they're probably going to be picked by the franchisees, and um, you know from there it's obviously going to going to be about making a name, playing for their state, uh, and then making the Indian team. So we've always been excited about batches of under-19 cricketers. I think all all of the guys who we have right now, starting from Kohli um, up till you know even Rishabh Pant and Shubman Gill, Prithvi Shaw, have all come from the under-19 World Cups and. Uh, that's pretty much the springboard to uh, from where you know you make a jump and um, the the massive win against Bangladesh I think really captured everyone's attention. Uh, yeah, a bit of revenge there. Oh yeah, uh, a massive revenge, uh, you know. And uh, uh, you know it it was a huge win, 103 run win is pretty big. And after that, in the final to actually do well and uh, you know win the title, the eighth eighth win out of nine uh, uh, Asia Cups that have been held, I think is a great achievement and. Um, I, I'm, I'm actually very excited for this edition of the World Cup because uh, we haven't heard much of these young guys, um, you know, because they haven't played as much as probably the others did for their state teams. And the last um, two years and they, hasn't helped them. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, the whole pandemic and mm. uh, the amount of cricket that's been cancelled certainly hasn't uh, hasn't been a help. And hopefully they put up a good show and, uh, you know, they we win another World Cup. Yeah, the timings are not going to be good for you in the West Indies, but it'll be good for us just in the early <laughs> evening. So we'll be able to hopefully catch a lot of the games. Uh, but just looking at India's group, and it, it, we've got Ireland, South Africa and Uganda. You'd think we're going to top that group. But then in the quarterfinals, we should play um, either, the, well, I think it's the second team from Bangladesh, Canada, England and the UAE. Again, I think yeah. we should, we're capable of beating uh, both of those, so we'll see who we get in the semi-finals, and it could be Pakistan if the uh, uh, the draw pans out that way in the semi-final. But something to look forward to from um, this week, um, and um, you know, like you say, uh, the under 19s in the past two years has been difficult for them, but they really shone in the UAE in that uh, Asia Cup win, and um, no doubt with two new franchises coming into the IPL auction. There'll be more opportunities for the young people to come into the uh, reckoning as well. But the other future uh, of Indian cricket that I was so pleased about was the victory of Himanchal Pradesh um, in the Vijaya Zaro Trophy. I mean, this is a state that I never associated with cricket. I know we've got a test ground there, a beautiful, beautiful ground. Uh, but that was a bit of a, uh, for me, from the outside, a bit of a shock because Tamil Nadu have got a very, very good um, white ball team. Um, I think they've won it in, uh, I don't know if they're reigning champions, but they won uh, the SMA uh, and uh, when you see their team, (laughs) well, I didn't want to mention uh, your boys as well, but uh, you know, you've got to give credit where credit's due. Um, And when you look at the names of Himanchal, there's not many reckon up, well, not for me anyway. Um, That was good to see though, for Indian cricket, domestic Indian cricket. 
fabulous i think um, you know you know himachal's story by itself is is so is so um, great to speak about you know because um, the fact that you know a, a lot of people just know dharamshala as you know the venue where dreams come true and you know the fact that players love to go there and play because of the picturesque stadium and all of that but i think the effort put in by the hpca into developing the the state into a hub for cricketers i think uh, you know the fact that facilities are now there across the state and not just in these main um, main cities i think i think is a great uh, it's a great example of how cricket can develop and the results are there to see you know 314 to win in the final against tamil nadu aside um, that that seemed absolutely unstoppable uh, they they absolutely sort of uh, dominated over karnataka Uh, scoring 354, and then you know the fact that they scored 314, it didn't seem like Himachal had enough. Except you know, obviously Rishi Dhawan was in the top three in both batting and bowling, and you know that's that's been the story. You know, the captain leading from the front. It's such a heartwarming story to hear about how Rishi Dhawan has done so well despite him not getting opportunities, uh, too many opportunities at the international level. And uh, you know, the the other part that I really like about the Himachal Pradesh side is they did lose. Uh, two of their group stage matches uh, within the first four games, uh, and even then they still managed to do really well, uh, top the table, and then came all the way to the final. And like you mentioned, you know there aren't too many players who are well known. I think except for uh, Prashant Chopra who played for the Rajasthan Royals, obviously Rishi Dhawan, um, Mayank Dagar, I think was a part of one of the IPL franchises. But apart from these guys, you know there there isn't any other star player in that side, and it's all about the fact that. the batting unit and the bowling unit combined so well to actually bring about that win and it's great for indian cricket because um, you know now you know that uh, states like tamil nadu karnataka mumbai delhi are stoppable and they they don't necessarily win every single tournament so i think it's great for indian cricket that himachal pradesh managed to win this tournament um, and hopefully it's it's an avenue for uh, a lot more states to believe in themselves and uh, come up with good facilities train harder and uh, come good in these tournaments yeah and it was such a joy when i saw them get into the semi finals and uh, i didn't like i didn't expect them when i saw they're playing tamil nadu uh, i didn't expect them to win but absolutely fantastic and i didn't want to uh, mention the 151 run lost Uh, but you mentioned it, but it is what it is. Uh, Battle of the Southern Giants. Uh, it didn't pan out for your boys again this time. Uh, but I think it just shows. I mean, back in the day, you used to see cricketers from the metros. You know, the big uh, Mumbai, Delhi, Kolkata. <laughs> Then it expanded into you know Jharkhand and Uttar Pradesh, and now it's expanding even more. And you see the bowlers coming from J and K. You see this win from um, Himanshal. It's just a brilliant, brilliant sign for Indian cricket. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know the, the fact that there are like I think thirty-eight teams right now in the Ranji Trophy, uh, an equal number in the uh, in the limited overs formats. I think every state is starting to take cricket seriously, and that's what the IPL has done to Indian cricket. You know, um, I I did earlier mention about how cricketers are growing up to be a part of the who want to be a part of the IPL, uh, but what that's doing is. domestic cricket is being taken very seriously because if you don't perform in the domestic cricket scene you i mean forget about the ipl forget about indian cricket you don't even make a career out of cricket and a lot of youngsters who take up the game nowadays are very very serious about making career in cricket because early on even in our younger days you know obviously i mean i'm i'm speaking like i'm 70 years old but it was very honestly uh, the fact that you know we needed to study we, we needed to get a good job and uh, cricket wasn't taken as seriously but right now 
I think a lot of youngsters are taking the sport, um, you know, as a proper career option and they are being guided in the right direction. And watching, you know, some of these biggest names play the IPL and watching their peers play along these big names, I think is a very, very big source of inspiration. And that's why we're seeing, um, you know, someone like, let's say, Rex Singh, I think from Manipur or Meghalaya, one of those states. And he's coming and picking up 10 wickets, uh, taking six wickets, eight wickets. And there are so many talents that are coming out of the domestic tournaments that, Shah Rukh Khan, for example, you know, I mean, two, three years before, we had absolutely no idea who this man was. And then suddenly he turns up in the Vijayazare, turns up in the in the uh, TNPL, turns up in the Syed Mushtaqali. And now, I mean, he's he's being touted as one of those guys who can get more than 10 crore in the auction. So, um, I think domestic cricket in India is certainly uh, moving the right direction. And uh, we're going to see a lot more talent coming up. And that's why I'm saying that, you know, if we have... So much talent uh, waiting in line, you know. We, it certainly won't be a surprise to see two separate teams, uh, one for the white ball, one for the one for the red ball, and uh, we certainly have each of these stars shining in their own way. And, and, and I think you saw that with um, Hyderabad retaining Umran, was it? Yeah. Who um, just yeah. who came into the scene in the recent IPL? We'd not heard of. Well, yeah. I personally have not heard of him, but he goes on to become a retained player from that squad. Yeah. How unbelievable is that? But um, I think it just also shows that it's going to be harder for your home state to um, win <laughs> if there's all this talent coming from elsewhere. Um, I don't want to just uh, rub that in, but uh, it's going to be tougher. But uh, it's it's a brilliant, brilliant sign, and it was um, it's good to see. Uh, the talent actually representing a billion people and it's just not five cities uh, but just to end on a, a bit of a downer was the disappointing news that the Ranji Trophy has been postponed I think is the official word not cancelled um, yeah. and um, I think I was just thinking when when I heard that if it was the IPL it would have gone on but because yeah, it's I mean, the Ranji Trophy it's you know we can. It, it, this is what led me to that previous conversation about the emphasis on Red Bull cricket, and um, I'm sure the BCCI could have found a way of ha- having the Ranji Trophy in a couple of uh, different states, have all the teams there in a different format, you know, if they wanted to in a, in a zonal format, as it were, play in one, one uh, bubble in each zone, uh, but disappointing. Yeah, certainly is. I think um, a lot of domestic cricketers were finally look, looking forward to some form of cricket. Um, luckily, the women's uh, ODI championship happened and uh, you know that, that was a good way to uh, get women's cricket back on track. But I think with Ranji getting uh, postponed, the biggest problem with Ranji cricket uh, you know, is, is the fact that the logistics associated with it, because obviously it's four days of cricket and you have like 38 teams playing across various groups. Um, so the logistics have become... A really uh, a hard part of dealing with uh, you know with, with the way to organize it because you're then suddenly looking at over maybe 90 100 days of cricket needing to be played um, of course a lot of these guys do come and play in the IPL so needing to shift that from this bubble to the IPL bubble uh, and where who who which, which of these players are then replaced by um, the guys who are outside the bubble so um, I think unfortunately uh, Ranji Trophy cricket given its vast challenges and Obviously, I think I think one of the other talking points of the Ranji Trophy, and uh, this was something that we heard, uh, is they're also a little worried about what happens if a player contracts the virus midway through the match. Um, because, of course, with India currently going through the third wave of COVID, you know, uh, 
probably even you know we're hearing that the isl might get postponed the india open might get postponed a lot of things are happening and uh, so if, if if that's the case with uh ranji trophy as well then it's obviously going to be a big bummer so unfortunately that's how it's happened um i feel you know until the whole pandemic sort of comes to a rest uh white ball cricket will be the way moving forward but i genuinely hope the ranji trophy finally i mean the bccf finds a way to play it because that's obviously been a premier tournament and only after that did the uh, vijayasari and said mustaq ali come along yeah well yeah i take on board what you're saying and uh you know fair point but uh if there's a uh, you know there's a slight chance of somebody contracting covid and with this omicron there's a very good chance uh, you want to try and avoid that but i hope hopefully uh, the players are remunerated accordingly you know they're going to miss out another season um so hopefully that happens uh, on time but um yeah, we'll see what happens. I think the next thing is, obviously, we've got the test to look forward to, then the IPL auction. Um, we'll see how KL gets on. I mean, it's never-ending with Indian cricket. But for you, yes. it's not just about cricket. There's a lot more sports that you cover and love, I know. And uh, it's a fantastic season of comedy as well, as always. Um, and your boys are in contention, which is um, good for you as Don't well. Don't jinx it. <laughs> I'm not the one that normally jinxes it. Oh. <laughs> this is your year, my friend. This is your year. Oh, um, no. <laughs> no, no, I have the faith. I have the confidence. Luckily, God is on record. So if it works out, then I'm going to post it. If it doesn't, then I know where to go. <laughs> well, you know, we, we've, got to, we've got to believe. We've got to believe. So, um, yeah, lots to keep us going. But as always, one thing that keeps me going is speaking to you on a regular basis. So I can't thank you enough for that. It's been a brilliant chat, as always. A lot of fun. We covered pretty much everything and lots happened in the past few weeks. So, uh, thank you again. I know you're back to work, so I'm not going to keep you too long. But uh, you stay safe, my friend, and uh, uh, keep enjoying all the sport. Yeah, always lovely, Bharat. Uh, great to chat with you after long. Um, and uh, hopefully, we'll catch up soon with a lot more cricket. Yeah, Thanks. Absolutely. Take care. Take care, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye.